Fire crews have finally made progress on some of the fires raging in Northern California. Progress? What's that? Asked a confused Mitch McConnell. Earlier today, House Republicans launched new probes looking back at the Obama administration and Hillary Clinton's emails. It's been almost a year, and even they still can't believe that he won. (laughs) After strong criticism for scheduling a women's empowerment panel comprised entirely of men, South Jersey Magazine has canceled the event and replaced it with a talk on bereavement etiquette given by President Trump. Oy. (laughs) After a three-month delay, President Trump fulfilled a promise of $25,000 to the father of a fallen U.S. soldier, which just goes to show you no good deed goes unpunished by the Washington Post who bully you into actually making good on your progress and promise. Uh, President Trump's four-month worldwide ban on refugees ended Tuesday, officials said, and the administration is preparing to unveil tougher new screening procedures. So, the gist is the worldwide ban on refugees ended today after four months, and I knew it. I woke up this morning and I felt like I'd been so much safer for the last four months, and now I'm not safe anymore. So, hopefully this is rectified soon. Uh, Former Fox News host Bill O'Reilly has parted ways with top talent agency UTA amid reports that he settled a sexual harassment claim against him for $32 million. He's expected to sign new representation later this week. For his new film company, he's starting with Harvey Weinstein. Sometimes they write themselves. Los Angeles beat Chicago in the National League Championship Series to advance to their first World Series in 29 years, starting tonight. But don't worry, buck up, Chicago. You're still way up on Los Angeles in homicides. So there's always that. Experts say there's less than $20 worth of wine inside a $100 bottle, and the rest is stuff you can't even taste. So I think what they're trying to tell me is that the rest is just Bud Light. Uh, (laughs) Sam Smith said, I'm glad Anthony liked that one. (laughs) Sam Smith said he feels just as much a woman as he does a man. For example, he leaves up the toilet seat, but he really hates himself for it. And here's, here's my favorite. Chipotle stock fell as much as 11% in late trading after recent hurricanes and a hacker attack hammered earnings last quarter. Apparently, earnings have been discharged frequently, repeatedly, often late at night, and usually in liquid form. Oh, uh, I'm Pen- not going to dignify that with a response. A Pennsylvania man has been jailed on charges. He sold heroin in the hospital maternity ward room where people were visiting his newborn daughter. So, it's apparently against the law to be a good parent. Look, I get it. Heroin's bad. We're all worried about the opioid epidemic because it impacts white people. But, if you guys knew what preschool cost, let alone college, you'd all start selling drugs immediately, too. So, my hat's off to this guy. Uh, Massachusetts man who mistook a coyote for his neighbor's dog was bitten several times. <laughs> Meanwhile, the man's dog narrowly avoided having a 10-ton Acme anvil dropped on him by a vindictive roadrunner. And finally... In an unannounced Senate floor speech today, Republican Senator of Arizona Jeff Flake announced he will retire and not seek re-election. He cited the direction of the GOP under President Trump saying, quote, Reckless, outrageous, and undignified behavior has become excused as telling it like it is when it is actually reckless, outrageous, and undignified. Well, welcome to the most reckless, outrageous, undignified hour of political talk show around. Trump Report starts now! You're tuning into the 
destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, that's right. I can't believe Drexel's not here when we're playing something from Jesus Christ Superstar. What is the buzz? Tell us what's happening. Uh, there's a lot of buzz going on, and uh, we're back after a one-week sabbatical. I'm Christian Blatt at Christian DMZ. Uh, special thanks to our friend Tamara Brown, who will be uh, joining the panel in a couple weeks. She contributed some of the jokes for the top of the show there. That's going to be a little bit more of a regular feature. It's not going to usually just be me reading all the jokes. <laughs> but uh, we thought it would be a fun way to start doing the show. Uh, joined as... Almost always by Chelsea Galicia <laughs> at Chelsea Galicia. Yes, hello. and also joined as almost always by mm-hmm. Scott Moore at S Man Uh So, anyway, Jeff Flake, aptly named. He's just gonna <laughs> flake on it. And no, I think that uh, I, I guess for me personally, I'm surprised that he's not running as an independent, a Democrat, or, I don't know, something else. But maybe, maybe he will. But you know, if you're just like, hey, I'm making a break from the GOP. But maybe he just realizes he's going to make more in, like, speaking fees or something. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm surprised it happened today. But, uh, Scott, your thoughts when you heard that uh, Flake decided to flake? Flake flaked. Um, the speech was actually pretty incredible. I, I really love the speech. But I'm not surprised because, uh, you know, we have to think about the crazy far right that's now going to try to would try to primary him before yeah. the general election. So he had a lot to kind of go through besides the the primary, then the general election, which was going to be very tough for him anyways in a, in a purplish state. So I think he kind of looked at it and thought, I'm done, I'm out. It's it's easier than having to deal with what was going to be very tough re-election year for him just to get through the primaries alone. Um, but it is sort of a bummer that him and Corker are just walking away. And they're also not mentioning the fact that their party is part of the reason why we have Trump. And they're not owning up to that. They're just sort of wiping, you know, washing their hands clean of it and and walking away. Where it'd be nice if they actually took a little bit of ownership to say that, yes, part of the reason is we've allowed our party to be taken over by this extremism, and it's only getting it worse, and now they're walking away and allowing the possibility of even more extreme candidates now to come into play. so Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Right, and as we often find when the extreme candidate is the one that makes it through the primary, it usually doesn't actually work out. I mean, Hopefully there's, not. There's a few exceptions, but, uh, you know, I always like to point to kind of my favorite, which was Christine O'Donnell in mm-hmm. Delaware because she did a, a commercial that uh, she had to tell people she's not a witch. And uh, she just that was basically her platform because there were allegations about her. Uh, Chelsea, when you hear that uh, somebody like Jeff Flake is uh, walking away from the Republican Party, what does that tell you is the status of that party? Uh, in my eyes, it's a great thing that's happening to that sure. party. <laughs> because in my mind, I thought, okay, l- now let the floodgates begin of people making their escape. Mm-hmm. And that would put the Republicans in a pretty tough position next year. Um, and I, I thought it was a good thing. But now that Scott brings up the point that if all the moderates leave and then all you've got are the crazy extremists left running the show, um, that could be really scary if they maintain power or they could just go so off the rails that any reasonable person will get themselves to the polls and vote for the Democrat. 
Right. I mean, I guess. Look, I mean, if we learned anything uh, last November, and we're coming up, it's it's been about fifty mm-hmm. weeks, uh, <laughs> if you remember, uh, and. Uh, it's very hard to predict is what we learned 50 mm-hmm. weeks ago. It's like you can you can think you know everything and everyone can think they know everything and have a pretty good idea. And it's true. I mean, it, you know, obviously razor thin margins are all it takes mm-hmm. for, you know, just a, a few votes here and there. And uh, a few of these people could actually end up there. And you could be longing for the days like, you know, a, a moderate like Jeff Flake, uh, someone who's borderline progressive like Rand Paul, I'm just <laughs> saying something crazy there. Uh, he in, probably in the, will be in 20 years. He will well, be at this point. Yeah, and well, you can compare him to his dad. Uh, in the booth, we have our friend Tony uh, B. Dead at Tony B. Dead. Uh, Anthony, what's your real last name? I, I always. Uh, uh, it's all right. It's a, it's a hard one. It's uh, Becerra. Yeah, so at Tony B. Dead. Uh, if you could put the uh, the chat up so we can see our friends in there. Uh, Shareable Texas, I, I just assume he's there. I hope Storage Yard Resident wasn't put off by some of the jokes because you got to keep in mind they're jokes. Um <laughs> That's really all it is. What? Does I mean, he comment on your jokes? No, no, but I mean, they're they're against his guy. No, there is somebody who doesn't like the jokes, but uh, I, haven't, I haven't heard from her in a while. Uh, in any case, uh, one thing I wanted to get your thoughts on, Chelsea, is the evolving story about the travel ban. And they're always looking for new ways to make it work. Uh, do you feel like the Trump administration is going to get some variation, some version of what they tried to do? Low those many months ago, which aren't that many months ago, but it feels <laughs> sure feels like a feels long like time years ago. ago now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> do you feel like they're going to get some kind of version of that ban in place, and the currently the Supreme Court, as it is currently constituted, will sign off on something like that? Well, no, I don't think they're going to sign off on what's currently. No, no, available. but I mean, I I think that there's going to be continued tinkering and and they're you know just keep moving the line a yeah, little bit further. I I think every time it's going to be a little more watered down. Mm-hmm. Um. I was trying to compare it to their move on health care, saying it was watered down. Kind of. You can mm-hmm. kind of say that each uh, version of it is a little more watered down than the last until it's basically useless. Um, well, it is useless already, but useless even to their argument. Um, and he'll claim victory, but really it will have been for nothing. No, no, I mean, there's effect. all sorts of uh, reasons to claim victory when no victory is in hand, just because if, you know, what we've, again, learned uh, over the last year is if you say that this is the way things are, this is the story, and this is Jeff Flake's point, you just eventually enough people are going to believe you. You just need, you know, you just need 50% and one person to believe you, and that's mm-hmm. all that really matters. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so you can shape the narrative however you want, and you're like, look, we're safer now. And, uh, you know, obviously I, I joked about it at the top of the show, but it's, uh, you know, so the there was this ban in place. And what, what exactly was happening during that time? You know, I mean, I'm not one of those people that were trying to come into the country, but I'm sure that they'll point to, well, look what didn't happen during this time. You know, <laughs> we didn't have this style of attack. We didn't have this or that. So uh, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, Scott, do you think... Some version of a, as as it's the opposite of affectionately referred to, a Muslim ban. Mm-hmm. Do you expect there to be some kind of Muslim ban in place uh, m- maybe as soon as next year? Uh, I, I do expect some kind of ban to be put into place because it was sort of what happened with the Supreme Court earlier this year. You know, they, they pushed it out until October and then, of course, today we heard they're not even going to hear that one because it was an, an older 
ban that's no longer in effect. So I do feel like it'll be kind of a similar thing. They'll try to do something watered down. They'll get the Supreme Court to overrule the federal judges and um, have something go into effect. And then they say they're going to hear this case again and they're going to kick it down to the end of the term and it'll be the same thing. I don't think he can get a permanent ban in there, but I feel like he'll keep trying to do these 90, 120-day bans in there and hope that the Supreme Court will put a stay and and allow it to to happen until they hear it or, or decide not to hear it. Yeah, in show business terms, it's like continually getting a 13-week contract renewed, mm-hmm. which was the case for Conan O'Brien when he first had his the late-night show uh, for a couple years. It was just uh, 13 more weeks. Yeah, Let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. You know, and so it's just like you just keep stringing it along as long as you can. Uh, by the way, uh, Anthony did remind me that our friend Marissa made a fun little graphic for this week's show. <laughs> what the buzz? Uh, getting the After Buzz logo there inside the thumbnail. For nice. those of you watching on YouTube, you can see that. If you're listening on iTunes, thank you. Please rate and comment. But also, uh, we'll tweet it out from at Trump Report ABTV. It's been like months since anybody knew it was followed at Trump Report ABTV. I'm just going to be completely honest. Well, we broke 100, and that was good, and we're, we've, we've we're, maintained. We're at 116. We, we've maintained we're, that. We're at 116. We haven't been losing. <laughs> we, well, we crossed the threshold. <laughs> uh, Triple so digits. if anybody wants to follow at Trump Report ABTV. See, if I get the little <laughs> updates that there's a new follower, I'm going to be more inclined to actually post stuff from it. But anyway, uh, that's where you can see the picture. In any case... Uh, I, I I just I have a I don't know I don't have a, a feeling one way or the other anymore, you know we say often on this show and you can't really be surprised by anything and I wouldn't be surprised if a full Muslim ban was put in place including Muslims who were born in this country and have lived here their whole <laughs> lives, you know uh, you, you know some new version of uh, Japanese American internment camps you know in the middle of the country, it, it would be horrific. But could I say like well that's shocking I didn't see that coming. You know, it's awful that we are mm-hmm. like, yeah, that, that I know good. it is. It's just, awful to think just, that's just even think possible. How, just think of how turned on Steve Bannon would be. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, some good comments there in, in the chat. Uh, Anime JT Shadow Trump equals WTF is going on. That is exactly the thrust of this show and the whole time we've done it. It's a lot of WTF is going on. And our pal Cheryl Texas, Cheryl Texas, says your jokes were all right with me. That's why I love that guy. You know, he doesn't. I don't know. Storage yard residents said, resident said, said that. that. Who did I say? Oh, I did say shareable. Well, I, 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 yeah, I wrote this down. Yeah, thank you, shareable Texas. Storage yard resident. I like that he liked my jokes. Well, he didn't say he liked them. He said they were all right. Yeah, believe me. That's I, I like that's most a liking for that, That's what I'm. Yeah, taking as, as a compliment. That's <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like jokes that people applaud after. You're like, oh, I wanted laughs, but I'll take this. This is great. That makes me feel better. But uh, but I do like Shareable Texas's witch and yes. shaman comment. I do too because I agree. I would a shaman. That actually is a brilliant idea. I mean, a witch shaman ticket. I, I, I'd be in. Yeah. So our our witch could be well, who's who's a well known witch? I guess there's. Wendy the Witch, Casper the Friendly Ghost Friend, uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Mrs. Joan Hart. <laughs> Sabrina, She's very conservative, she, though, so I don't know that you oh, guys no. would vote for her. Yeah. But she lost a lot of weight with uh, Jenny Craig, so, you know, there's a lot of mixed messages, so good and for her. And she is of age now to be able to run for president, oh, no, she's so like, there you she's go. She's like 35. She, she's, yeah. No, uh, she's older than me. Sure. 
She, and she's of age. That's all yeah, that matters to her. because you're like 25. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. And by the way, Demonot says we have 117 Woo-hoo! followers now. Yeah. Thank you, Demonot. I love that all of our friends are here. Uh, a couple people missed us last week. But for people who missed us, they just needed to watch Political Beat because uh, you know, Chelsea's there every week. Mm-hmm. But Scott and Brooke were That's over right. there. And, uh, it was good times. It was. Still How have was New York? Ne- still have never been on Political Beat. <laughs> How you are I'm, here. I, You're Adam sure. I'm usually here, and I've still never been on that show. Uh, New York was great. A lot warmer than I thought it would be uh, for this time of year. And, uh, you know, I, I was lucky enough to be in town when the Yankees got eliminated from the playoffs. So there's no complaints. Uh, political beat is the ish. All right. You oh, know what? Our you. Scott Brown, I might have to block you for the next <laughs> We do like that show. I'm just, I'm just teasing. I, I wish Drexel was here. Because if he was, I'd have him stand up because it is so hot in Los Angeles. And yes. I know this isn't that important, but it's interesting. It's 104 degrees on October 24th. So Drexel's actually wearing shorts today. I've I've never seen... I'm surprised he wasn't going with the look with shorts and a sport uh, coat. Yeah. He yeah. looks every bit the former Republican that <laughs> yes. I imagine yep. he looked like. Yep. Yeah, well, he's, yeah. he's definitely going <laughs> to ask you if if you want to go out, you know, boating with he and his friends. He would use the word summer as a verb, you know. He's like, yes, we're going to summer at the Cape, the way he was dressed. But anyway, we love Drexel, but he's actually off to New York anyway. Yes. Uh, and Shareable Texas votes against Drexit, but Drexel exited Aww. the studio, so. Uh, he did. Uh, not more, that, not much more that we can do there. Uh, anyway, I guess we should talk about things other than the weather, but uh, it's that hot that I can't think straight. Uh, President Trump has warned Republicans just on Sunday that 2018 will be a political failure for the GOP and a disappointment for the nation <laughs> if they fail on the tax overhaul. Wow, a that s- is the most reasonable, <laughs> logical statement I think I've heard from him ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Scott, what do you think it would take for 2018 to be a success for the GOP? And I know that you don't want to, you don't want to try and give them some, you know, inside knowledge. But it, he's talking about how it's going to be a failure, and that had me thinking: like, what are the things that they could circle? Like, oh, we did this well. This this is great going into 2018. We didn't get into nuclear war. Right. So I, I mean. So there's a lot of time. There's I mean, still a lot of time left for that. There's like 15 months between now and the end of 2018. <sighs> I mean, I think for them it would be if they were able to actually have a clean repeal of Obamacare instead of this piecemeal and having the executive orders that Trump is doing, and which, by the way, they hated when Obama did it, but now it's fine for, for them. And yeah. Trump's up uh, to 50 or something. Yeah, I think even really more than that Really high now. number. You know, if they could get that clean repeal and if they could get some kind of version of their tax reform for the wealthy, they'd feel very pleased and happy with themselves. Yeah, I think that that's probably the most ambitious they should be, is hoping to get one thing done, you know, and it's probably, I don't know, I mean tax reform is something that could happen Uh, it's just, I I don't know that it's something that they're going to get to hang their hat on. Question, and I wonder like, what's going on behind the scenes? Like, are there Trump fans who are saying, yeah, on the surface, it looks like nothing's getting mm-hmm. done. But behind the scenes, everything we wanted is happening. Like, is that... Well, I mean, you already that? saw him tweet about the fact that his first nine months have been the most ambitious of any president. And I was looking at some of the responses. So many people were like, yes, it's true. It's great. He's done so much. And so people... Well, the one thing... Yeah, let, me, let, me, let me give him some so. credit. He sure has tried a lot of things in <laughs> those nine months. You know, I mean... 
uh, he's just as likely to declare war with North Korea as he is with Rosie O'Donnell. Like, that hasn't changed, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and the nicknames are getting much worse, though. You know, his his nicknames for various members of Congress. And I, I always circle back to Rocket Man. Uh, it's just that was the lead. That, I think that that was the jump the shark moment with the nicknames. Because, mm-hmm. you know, look, obviously, Crooked Hillary stuck. You know, you don't have to think it's that clever, but it's something that people still say. I think mm-hmm. Stephen Helmkamp actually has a back tat that says Crooked Hillary. <laughs> Hi, Stephen. Anytime you want to Just sort of wear, like, um, the Roger, it, Stone Roger Stone with the Nixon, Nixon head. <laughs> it's in the same spot. It's a, Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's in the, it's in the Nixon spot. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, there was a – I won't pretend that I read the article, but there was an interesting headline uh, <laughs> I that, I, that yeah. I, I emailed myself the link because I do want to read it. <laughs> uh, but Vanity Fair said that uh, President Trump's temper tantrums are likely to derail tax reform. And I feel like that's one thing that could stand in the way of anything, right. you know, is, is the temper tantrums. And, again, I know, Chelsea, this is not your party of choice, but – is it possible for Republicans to kind of, you know, do a little end run around President Trump while he's throwing a hissy fit in the middle of the department store and still check out and buy everything to overextend the child metaphor? Hmm. Is it just too much of a distraction that, that he's doing all these things, that he's picking all these fights? And I, I, hmm. I don't know. I think it depends on... Which Republicans go for it? Right. If McCain, Corker, Flake go for it, he's going to not sign it. He's going to veto it just out of personal spite. Yeah. Well, that's probably true. And then say it was because it was a terrible plan. What are these mm-hmm. establishment Republicans doing? And he'll say that we have a better plan that we're going to show you. Right. Or and you have the votes, but they're with this other plan. Like he keeps saying about health care, too. Oh, yeah, we have the votes now. Yeah, mm-hmm. we we have the votes, but we're mm-hmm. just we're just not going to use them. <laughs> you know, that's like the the old. Uh, I have a girlfriend; she just mm-hmm. lives in Canada, or I met her at camp. You know, it's like well, no, no, she's it's real. We have the votes. Just don't ask me to produce them. You just <laughs> you know have to uh, have to trust me on that. Uh, the final thought on tax reform is that Representative Kevin Brady, who is the chairman of the House Tax Writing Committee, he says he expects it by the year's end. Um, I don't. I don't know that they're going to vote for anything other than possibly retroactive pay raises and more vacation for themselves. Like I could see them getting that done because you know that's the sort of thing that you reach across the aisle for is to you know make things better for yourself. Uh, I I don't see why you know even even Republicans that are going to be running next year are like no I'm going to stay out of tax reform because y- even if you reform it in a way that's great for the country. How many voters are you going to piss off? You know, I mean, uh, is tax reform something that's very important to the to the Bernie crowd? Uh, I, I turn to you, Chelsea, because yeah, sure, but in the opposite direction right. that this is well, proposed. So, but even so, I think that if you were to get it in the direction you want, uh, you'd still understand like well, there's a lot of people that are going to you know vote against it. So it's sort of it's the inverse, basically. That any kind of tax reform, you know, it, it, that mm. is considered good for conservatives, there's going to still be plenty of people that are like, well, I got screwed on this deal, you know. And and I always feel like you need to either be really rich or, you know, no, really just really rich. Really rich. Yeah. I was going to say, like, is if, if you're at the, mm-hmm. at the bottom line where you don't pay taxes, 
then you've only got like $16,000 a year. So no, you're screwed in a completely different right. way. I mean, I wonder if, if they're balancing like, okay, if I pass this reform, my donors are going to love it. So I'm going to get a lot of financial support. But then I'm going to screw over my constituents who, like this one, they're not going to be able to avoid. Like come April, they're going to have to pay more and they're going to be really pissed. And are they still going to remember that in November? Probably people get pissed about taxes well, for a long time. Especially when it comes to your money, when it's when it involves your money and pocketbook. Yeah, there's a lot of things that people really can forget, forget, but not when it deals with their own but, yeah. the economy. If they feel the economy's bad, if they feel you know again that they're you know the taxes have gone up, and that's part of the issue too. Like we were talking about, is the fact that a lot of blue state Republicans are in a bind because part of the tax reform is to be able to get rid of the deductions that you get to have for your mortgage and everything and, and high expensive places like California and New York that are democratic states. And so you have a lot of uh, those Republicans are like, wait a minute, we don't want to get rid of this because this is popular and, for our constituents. And now they're going to be in tough battles next year and their constituents are not going to pay more. Even people that are not going to get those deductions that currently pay 10 percent. Mm hmm. It's going to go up to 12%. 12%. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like, oh, 2%, who cares? But when you're no, in the huge. 10% tax bracket, when yeah. You, when you know, when That's you were, if you were to put, dollars, I was going to say, if you were to put right a dollar amount with that yeah. 2%, you're like, it's it's this much more. Yeah. You know? uh, there, there was one year that my wife and I both were doing very well professionally, and all of a sudden we like just bumped into another yeah. tax bracket. We're like, okay, so we need to make less money yeah, than that. Because now you're because less we made way taxes. too much money, and we, you know, uh, and look, I, if I felt that our government was using our tax money well and it was making the country better, I, I could agree with those people who are like, we should pay more in taxes. You know, Warren Buffett wants to give almost everything for tech. Good for him. But... I don't trust the people who take my tax money to do anything good with it. So um, I'd rather keep it. I, see, I, I want to. I would pr- propose this kind of reform, okay? That we pass a budget not with dollars and cents, mm-hmm. but by percentage. And people pay what they want to pay in taxes. And then we distribute that so by, the honor the, system. by the percentage that we have declared we want things to be spent. Well, I would love to be able to say I want my taxes <laughs> to go certain areas. That's what I would like. Yeah, if we could earmark if our taxes. If I could earmark my sure. taxes to say I want it to go to these or, areas. And, and all honesty, even I mean, if we could earmark you know, a portion, like yeah. just say, I, I don't know, a, let's be real, yeah. 5% because they're not going to want right, a bunch of let money. You, yeah, But it's like say. 5% could go to you know an important issue mm-hmm. if, if climate change is important to you. And look, if on the other side, the issues that are important to them, they're like, more money for defense because we don't spend enough. Mm-hmm. Great. We, that's where your 5% goes. Can we agree to co- stop calling it defense? Because that's a euphemism right. for, so, you know. Department of War. Yes. Yes, basically. Okay. That's what it used to be called. Let's I know. Just, let's, I mean, things were better back then. Let's call what it, what it we is. We could have been smoking in the studio right. in those days. Exactly. Uh, and some scandalous jokes about Roosevelt, but mm-hmm. uh, sadly those days are behind us. Yeah, but I mean, that's, I, I don't know. I mean, let us know what you think in the chat. Uh, Shareable Texas says 5% goes to the Trump Report <laughs> on After Buzz TV. Um, what would we do with 5%? 5% of Shareable Texas's income? Wait, don't you not pay income tax in Texas? Shareable Texas, you're giving us 5% of nothing. State. They state. don't pay yeah, state. So he can still give us 5% of his federal. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, and just because I want to be on his next song, Shareable Texas is on fire tonight. He also said nobody wants to be the last Trump supporter. That's like being somebody that still uses the shake weight. And I, I know he said that just because he thought it would be funny to mention the shake weight. And it's true. It is kind of it a funny, funny. It's a funny blast from the past. Um, 
And oh, yeah, Charleville, Texas is in Sacramento. I always forget That's that right. about you. That you're such a you're not a from Texas. Uh, the Demonaut says the problem is they're trying to cut taxes without cutting spending, which is going to destroy the deficit. They have to right. cut spending, but it won't happen. I believe that's what Democrats used to do, and uh, that's, or at least that used to always be the argument. And uh, I think, I think, it doesn't seem like that long ago there's a balanced budget, and then President Bush, the sequel, President Bush Two, Electric Boogaloo, started, uh, <laughs> you know, basically taxing, spending, and not really cutting, and just more spending. So. Uh, I guess that's just the the fact of the matter it is now. And uh, Storage Yard Resident wants his 5% to go to building the border wall. There's Storage Yard Resident. <laughs> that's a Storage Yard Resident. Storage Yard Resident, I would like to know, are you upset that the border wall has not been built? Well, actually, uh, he's probably going to say that right now, I think it's like six... The prototypes, um, prototypes are out there outside yeah, San different, Diego. Different kind of materials. They're all thirty feet high. Yeah. <laughs> right, but there's there's been border wall in places, so it's like you already have some of it. But I just want to know if there's that's going to be a great a, excuse about why. It well, I know. I just want to know. I, know. I can't you know, wait for that because look on, on the other side of it, there were uh, a lot of Democrats who were like, "This is so great. We have President Obama. Now Guantanamo Bay is going to be closed, and that was the only thing they cared <laughs> about." And uh, I think. <laughs> They actually just opened a Shake Shack at Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> They're actually expanding now. So I'm fairly sure that... Uh, and a Starbucks. A, Don't forget the Starbucks. Well, the, the, so out. the Starbucks is actually inside the Shake Shack. And here's the crazy thing. Inside the Starbucks, another tinier Starbucks. Mm. But anyway, I think that, you know, look, there are those niche issues that it's almost like people vote for their mm-hmm. one issue. And I think the border wall would be something that people voted for. And I don't know that that was Storage Yard Residence uh, concern. But he says the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. He's very upset so that it's not built yet. What's going to happen when the, if the border wall is built and people are still dying of drug overdoses because they figure out that they weren't coming from Mexico? Or that if they were, they'll just find another way. Are there way. still illegal immigrants that came in and overstayed their visas, which is the majority of people do now anyway? So, look, they're going to have addressed the problem by building a wall. Why? Why are you? You know, why are like, you? It's only on the thirty feet tall, not thirty thousand feet tall. Wow, that would be really tall if it was thirty thousand feet tall. And that's why I wanted to do the first time Trump left the country. And and it didn't let, happen. Let me reiterate that I am not uh, anti-wall. Okay. I am pro solar wall. All right, so if solar and not panels really are- a wall because there are animals and things that need mm-hmm. to go back and forth, so we can't mess with the animals. But if no, I'm tired of Mexican antelope coming into the United <laughs> right. States and stealing our antelope right. jobs. That's right, and they don't I'm have sorry, a valid passport. Sure. Yeah. They cannot just come across. I, the look, back and and they forth. might be an Al Qaeda. We don't know. We haven't properly vetted those antelope. I'm sorry, Chelsea. I disagree. We had solar panels, like <laughs> a not like a wall of them, but some sort of. They could be put together sort of, you know, in my mind, I can see how it would work, but I can't explain it. No. And then, you know, these these solar walls would be watched very closely. And so then we get we I hate two birds with one stone thing. Can somebody else come up with a better? Yeah, because what do you got against birds? Right. So why are you throwing rocks at birds to I begin know. with? So what they she do doesn't want them to cut cross the border. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. No, so not that Mexican swallows. It's the waste that bothers me. Sure. And it's not going to work. But if we're going to do something, if we're going to spend that kind of money, why not spend it on something that's going mm-hmm. to help us all? And then 
hopefully we can all, well, that's a lot of wall. That's a lot of solar. Oh, that's a lot of wall. Could probably and pay for I, half of our energy. I do yeah. think it would be kind of a, an amazing screw you to that side of the political equation. That's mm-hmm. we built you your wall, but now but we, renewable we energy. Put, yeah, we put green technology <laughs> on top of it, and we've also put a big smiling Al Gore face on the entire thing. It just repeats again yeah. and again. But you got and your Hillary. wall. I think you should throw yeah, on Hillary. put a little Hillary on there too, and you know you could have a little take a photo with Michael Moore or something like that. Uh, there uh, is ongoing discussion about uh, the uh, the terrible. Uh, incidents in Niger, where Niger, uh, Niger. I've come to learn, yes. where, pronounced yeah. Puerto Rico. <laughs> we prefer Puerto Rico. Uh, anyway, however you want to say it, uh, it's, I, also, I've always, it's also pronounced Benghazi. Yes, I have always <laughs> referred to that country as Niger. Now, Same do you I think? Do you think corrected. that yes. there's a chance that President Trump hasn't talked about it more than he has? Because his staffers have to continually remind him that Niger has the long I sound in it. And they're just really nervous for how he might say that word. It's just a question. Nobody has to answer. It's more of a hypothetical. It made me laugh when I came up with it, though. Uh, but, uh, obviously, the, the seriousness of the story is you have uh, four U.S. soldiers that were fatally ambushed. Mm-hmm. And this is something that you know we are hearing about, but it's not really being uh, covered as much as, say, Benghazi. We heard so much about that. And look, criticism was rightly levied in Benghazi for how it unfolded and people who might be at fault. And it was just, that was a terrible thing. But is this a similar situation or is it not comparable? Uh, I'll ask you first, Chelsea. I don't see how it's not. Right. Well, I just, I, I, that's I, why I asked the question. I, but, but Scott's smarter than me, no, so let's find out from him. No, I mean, Scott's smarter than no, all of us. No, but the point is, you're absolutely right. I mean, it, again, it was it was political. It was politicized, yeah. and now it's sort of the turnabout, but nobody wants to talk about it. And that is the thing, because can you imagine if this happened under Hillary Clinton? Can you imagine what the Republicans would be doing at this very moment? If this has happened under a Clinton administration after the Benghazi thing that they tried and tried and tried and tried so much to politicize, and here we are with something like this, of course it would have been. And uh, that's also part of the reason why they're making sure he doesn't bring it up, because they don't want to give any more attention to it. And, of course, he messes it up because he can't even do a condolence phone yeah, call and, properly. And... But, you know, they don't even get into the nuts and bolts of what actually the failures that happened with the U.S. government there. Because it's going to come back to him, and rightfully so, and it, it, it should. And I, if there wasn't so many other scandals, we would have. I think time so to many of his it. dumb moves are sort of planned distractions, mm-hmm. but he did not plan this one. No, he didn't. No, because the dumb distraction planned moves are, you know, the carefully calculated that, you know, the week that he spoke out about the NFL was like, oh, you need to pay attention to this right. and stop not this. Puerto Rico and so, what's going on in Puerto Rico. And. You notice it, it, he speaks about it a little bit more on the weeks that he needs to, and then it, it fades in the back, uh, the background a little bit. Um, and you know, the next thing that he'll probably do is he'll speak out on Justin Timberlake as the being announced mm. as the halftime show at the Super Bowl, and you know, because he probably kneeled one somewhere. But <laughs> the point being is, those are the sort of things that are distraction. You right. don't want. I mean. Taking taking out of it, this would have to be more of a hypothetical thing because this is something where four soldiers lost their lives. So, no, that's not the kind of distraction that anyone would engineer, but some kind of 
distraction could be engineered, but you wouldn't want it to be something like this. You're like, no, no, there's there's no positive to be gained. Right. Well, it was the way something. he handled the condolence yeah. part, too, that is sort of a distraction, but then I feel like he just can't help himself. Yeah. So even though he likes to distract, in this sense, he can't help himself by continuing to tweet about it and talk about how great you know it was and how he never said the things that that they claimed he said and that that Wilson's a liar and you know all those things um, because he can't help himself no and and that's the thing like you know and when it comes to these sort of issues this is what we would have what we would have talked about last week if we Mm -hmm. if I had been here is that when it comes to these sort of you know gold star families you just kind of let them say and do whatever it is that they feel they need to you know I mean as people watch the show enough know that uh, for a long time I produced Dennis Miller's radio show and he's largely conservative on a number of issues somebody that we had on the show a few times was Cindy Sheehan and she's somebody that politically he disagrees with entirely Mm -hmm. but he wanted to give her a chance to tell her story because she lost her son and it's like when that happens you're allowed to say and do anything you want and to some extent uh, President Bush 43 you felt like he got that, you know, that that's sort of what you let happen. President Trump, on the other hand, it seems like, no, 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 I didn't handle that call wrong. No, you didn't feel mm-hmm. like I forgot your your uh, husband's name to the, to the one call. And, you know, t- to that, that's a lot more to do with his support staff. Because if you're calling and making one of those calls, you should have a little piece of paper mm-hmm. that has the name right at the top. Right at the top. And then, you know, how long they serve, just a couple of bullet points. And so that you're, you know, just sitting in front of you because they don't, they don't see you. You're not in a room with them. You're on the phone. That's, that, you know, anybody who's ever been an assistant to anyone, you know that that's how you help things like that happen. And, uh, of course... You know he's he's a president and he's an idiot. So I these two reasons to not remember. He knew what mm-hmm. he was signing up for was a bullet point. Yeah. At all. Mm-hmm. Well, how wait. how does that even occur to you to say that? Well, I I think it, it's a tragic statement to make. I think it was also, a, it was a misstatement, and, and and I'm not giving him the benefit of the doubt. But I think because he has no empathy, he has he no, doesn't know how to say it, and it was so stilted that he meant to be more in the sense like. He knew that he was signing up for something that was dangerous in the sense like yeah, you're and a police officer, you know you're going out every day and that you have an opportunity you know, and there have been that something could happen to you. People who are currently but, serving or have served that they felt like they understood you the know, risk the, the that we're going into is, it. Yes. They all know what they signed up for. They he, all know it's possible, but you don't need to say right, that he on a condolence call. He didn't know how like, to say it right. Yeah. Right, exactly. There there's a way to say something like that that is just like, yes, they were very brave, you know, and you know, didn't Get a deferment out of Vietnam. No names. But, you know, I think... Bone spurs. Sure, you know. But in any case, I think that it's a perfect example of... It's a no-win situation. The only worst thing he could have said was he should have had a bone spur. Yeah, and then he could (laughs) have... Should have been rich, and he wouldn't have had to right. you know, even well, be there to begin with. I, I think you probably could have said a few worse things. Like me. If I but was rich like me, he wouldn't the, have been there. The, <laughs> the fact of the matter is that you just it's something that he hasn't learned in nine months in office. In 71 years on the planet. Yeah, is that you just, you just have to let it go. I mean, he wrote a book called Art of the Deal. Sometimes you have to let the deal get away. Sometimes you're not going to win. But, that, okay. but, but well, that's me, the problem. Me, He's not cor- a normal human right. being and but he couldn't cor- just say that. Let me you know? correct myself. His name appears on a book called The Art of the Deal that someone wrote for that him. someone else wrote. I just yeah. realized that, that. And that's the way that anybody's book really works. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not unique to him. But And it's just like, 
you know what? You don't publicly squabble over calls to widows and families of fallen no. soldiers. And if you decide to tell somebody that you're going to cut them a $25,000 check, don't make the Washington Post call three months later and say, so where's that check? Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, you can say what you want about how the the, the father that he offered the $25,000 to could have kept it to himself. But don't offer it. If you don't want to pay it, then, then don't say that. But again, also, it's it $25,000. Wait, why, why, but why the only reason why he said it is, again, to make himself seem better because the quote was something like, oh, no other president would do this. So, again, it's all about him and what he thinks he's able to do that's better than everyone else. And that's what I'm saying. If he was a normal human being... He would have just apologized and moved on. But instead, uh, he's not. Lady, he can't help it. Lady Goth wants to know if the check will bounce. And was that what you were laughing at? Yeah. Or are you laughing at something? Yeah. Okay. Well, we haven't seen his taxes, so we don't know. It probably would. Yeah, where are those taxes? Mm-hmm. I, know, I know you're I very mean, interested in doing tax them. reform, so perfect time. Yeah. The audit's long does, done. How does that not come up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are not talking about the right I don't know. I feel, I feel like <laughs> Julian Assange has his taxes, but he's just like, Waiting. no, it's, it's, I, I don't need to do anything with them yet, you know? Mm. But he, like, has, he has, like, his little padded room that he lives in, like, wallpapered yeah. with it. Uh, anyway... <laughs> Um, I think that there's uh, only a couple more minutes, so uh, I will refer to an audience comment from a few shows ago from our friend uh, that I've occasionally pronounced the name correctly, Reglavacor, and that's definitely wrong this time, but uh, pointed out that uh, glad that I brought up Marion Barry, who, if you remember the context I brought him up, there's a video where he was busted buying crack. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and repeatedly said the bitch set me up. And after that, he was reelected mayor yes. of Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. So it, it's uh, the point, and my memory is that Reg Levacor is, is female, and I apologize if I'm wrong about that. Uh, she said, so many people aren't informed when they vote. Uh, they are total rubes. Um, yeah, I think that uh, there are results, maybe in recent memory, sometimes in longer-term memory, that show that you know people aren't, necessarily making the most informed decisions uh here in california we had a governor that i think people voted for because they thought it would be really funny Mm -hmm. if he was the governor Mm -hmm. Uh, i wasn't able to vote in california at that point but uh, i would have done a write-in for gary coleman from different strokes (laughs) he was also running (laughs) he was running at the time and i you know what i i I think he would have made sure that uh the the native american reservations paid their fair share in taxes something that uh, president, president, <laughs> Governor Schwarzenegger was never able to do. Uh, anyway, and our Scott Brown with a final thought here. So the President Trump wrote that check in rubles. So there we go. Uh, anyway, I uh, hope uh, everybody had fun with the show uh, this week. I know I did. And uh, oh, that's right. Next week. The show's going to be in the afternoon, and I know that means you guys probably can't be here. Uh, I'm going to have a guest. But because next weekend is Halloween, Halloween. I have to take my son out trick-or-treating. So I will not be here at 7 o'clock. Well, I was going to say, it's already scary enough with Trump every day that why do we even need to have a Halloween episode? It'll be interesting to see how some of the yards are set up. Because last year, you know, it was right before the election, there were some scary-themed graveyards to what things Mm -hmm. would be like if Trump were president. And... uh, I don't know. Maybe they're going to just reuse some of those signs. <laughs> they're, yeah. And they'll just be sitting in the front yard <laughs> crying now. Uh, anyway, thanks to everyone in the chat. Uh, to find out exactly when the show will be, I think it might be 3 o'clock Pacific, but don't quote me on that. Uh, follow it. Up? What's that? Are you guys going to dress up? 
Uh, well, they're not going to be here. And uh, well, I, we might be. I don't know. You're making an assumption already on the air here. That's true. <laughs> well, uh, Chelsea says no. She's not dressing up. And uh, I, <clears throat> I will have to be I wearing a costume. I was about to say I'll come without makeup, and then I was like, oh no, no, that's t- no, 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 that's frightening for me more. No, um, no, 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 no. Because no. I know Halloween. I'm me, sure no. Shareable Texas would have no problem if you showed up without makeup. In any case, uh, follow us at Trump Report ABTV. Keep an eye out for the showtime. If you're just looking for it at 7 o'clock, well, it'll already be done, so you'll find it. Mm-hmm. So that's really go. the thing. I'm not that worried about it. But you'll find mm-hmm. us next week. So then in two weeks, we'll be back at the regular time, and uh, hopefully our friend Tamara will join us on the panel then. But... For now, for Scott Moore at S-Man 80, Chelsea Hi. Galicia at Chelsea Galicia. I'm Christian Blatt at Christian DMC. And uh, we will see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 